One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Go, go, go. Go. Hi, Amy. Hi, Harry. How are you? It's the Mum and Mama pod. Where's the jingle? Blah, blah. Oh, I've not done it yet. I've got a hit Roscoe up, actually. So, <laughs> since oh, what? what? I didn't hear any of that. All I, all I heard was... <laughs> I've got a what? hit Roscoe up about that song. Yeah, I've you've got to hit Roscoe, Roscoe, Roscoe. I've had quite a few people say they loved that one. He's so lovely. Yeah, he was good, he's wasn't just he? He's a nice person. He's funny as well. He's and funny. he's very well known. He's worked with a lot of people that I know, actually. It's quite yeah. interesting. Um, but today... Today... We've got, we've got another... Um, guest is a, a, a bit of a local hero a bit of yeah, a local community hero yes the lovely jane who set up the magpie project which she yes. will tell us all about but she, uh, they do an amazing job helping local Definitely. women and their families it's um, yeah it's a very interesting it's quite a i don't like it's not upsetting but it's just well it's you learn about what's going on which isn't very nice so but yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. Yeah, the Magpie Project is about refugee women and families, and it's um and it's and she talks about she'll tell you about you know how it started, what they're doing now, how they've transformed certain you know lives in the community, who she works alongside, and and I guess the reforms that she wants to see happen. Yeah. It's um. It's all about, you know, obviously I, I work in socioeconomic, so it's all about it's all about that, which is quite interesting yeah. for me. That was a it was a it was a good good discussion. Yes. But yeah, we've um we'll put all the links up. Yes. And also if you want and how you can help if you want to help and yes. get involved. Get involved. What's that get say involved. on your t shirt? Blondie. Blonde. Oh, blonde. Even though I'm not yeah. blonde now, I'm pink. But no yeah. comment. As is no Jane. Comment. That was us. I opened the door and I was like, oh! <laughs> ah! oh! But yeah, enjoy and we'll see you enjoy. on the side. Toodle pip! Work. Hey. Hey. <laughs> because basically, when I put the files into the thing to edit them, I can get them both married up. With the clap, do you okay. know what I mean? So I can see where the both files should be together so that... No, she hasn't got the clap. <laughs> got the that's, clap. I thought that's what you said. No, I know you that's celebrating. what she, I know, I can see <laughs> We've all got the clap. 
Confirm that I categorically. Don't know. That's not really a good way to start. On the record. No. No. <laughs> Let's start. <laughs> Hello. Would you like to introduce our guests? Yes, sir. We're very privileged today. Yeah, we are. To have the wonderful Jane Williams with us. Yeah. Who is the. What are you behind the Magpie Project? Are you the brains? The. Founder, founder. Found, did you start it all on your own? Well, not on my own, but I did start it. Yeah. Okay, so and uh, it's really difficult. Uh, we had to have a discussion about what I called myself <laughs> because it's really, it feels really uncomfortable. All of those sort of like founder, CEO, yeah, director. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, it's really difficult because it really is a communal kind yeah. of collective endeavor. So um, I find it, yeah, really uncomfortable. What do you like calling yourself then? Just I just like say a... that I work for the Magpie Project yeah. usually. Yeah. 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 So what is the Magpie Project for those people that don't know? I don't think everybody knows. <laughs> I would hope everybody knows. <laughs> We've only been going three years, so I'm always shocked when somebody does know. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So um, the Magpie Project is a project for mums with children under five, but generally under three, um, who are homeless or at risk of homelessness in yeah. Newham and the surrounding boroughs. Uh, so there are um, around 2,000 homeless to toddlers in Newham alone. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. it's a shocking, shocking amount. One in 12 children in Newham is homeless. So that's uh, two in every classroom. And uh, so obviously um, there's an enormous need uh, for help. And what we do is we're literally, uh, we set up in a single room, uh, borrowed room uh, with about 30 pounds and about five volunteers. And we just said to these mums, just come. Uh, you don't have to fill in a piece of paper. You don't have to make an appointment. We'll pay your travel. We'll give you lunch. Um, just come and tell us what you need, how you need us to help. Uh, because I'd found all of these. Uh, I, I was on the a board of a local children's centre and mm. um, I was aware that within the area, uh, the catchment area of this children's centre, there were lots of bed and breakfast accommodation. Yeah. There were lots of refuges. Yeah. There's lots of temporary accommodation. There's lots of um, uh, home office hostels. And we weren't seeing any of the young children come to the children's centre. Uh, and I'm a massive believer in children's centres. Yeah. I yeah. think they're the best place for mums yeah. and yeah. under fives. Yeah. But they just weren't getting there. So in every meeting, uh, it was sort of any other business. And I was like, okay, what about all of these yeah. children we're not seeing? And just like meeting after meeting, just sort of wringing my hands. And they were saying, oh, the outreach is really difficult. It's really difficult to... You know, these people are hard to reach. These people won't engage, yeah. engage, you know. So eventually I just thought, I'll just go and hang out outside like a weirdo, outside uh, <laughs> bed and breakfasts, uh, just talk to people who are yeah, going in and yeah. out with buggies and say, do you know there's a children's centre just down the road uh, who can help with lots of things like parenting yeah. and so on? And just ask people why they weren't going. 
Uh, and then the picture began to emerge, which was just so much more horrific than you could imagine. So they were saying, I don't think, I don't feel like I can get my kids clean enough. Um, there's, I've got no laundry facilities. Um, I feel I haven't eaten breakfast. If I take the bus, then I don't, I can't buy any supper to eat. Um, but the biggest thing was that there was a lot of fear of authorities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so the biggest thing, and I still hear it about three times a week, is I didn't look for help because I thought they'd take my children away. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, so um, there's a massive sort of disconnect between universal services, which are paid for by the council and are meant to be there to meet the needs of everybody, no matter who. And uh, the fact that the people most in need are not engaging yeah. with them. Yeah. And um, so so my thing was, it's not universal if these people aren't coming. Yeah. Uh, so about three years ago, I, I, I made a beautiful little report about all of this, I, about all of the people I'd met and who weren't being served by uh, children's centres or GPs or children's services. Um, and I took it to everybody I could think of within Newham Council. Uh, and then the picture got a lot worse. So they were saying things like, um, we have no duty to these children unless they turn up at the children's centre. Um, these are not our children, meaning um, they're not from our borough, they're yeah. not in our catchment area, they don't have recourse to public funds. Um, you know, we, we basically, you know, we're not worried about it. So um, uh, they won't engage. Mm. Uh, so um, that was really tricky. So then I thought, oh, what I'll do is I'll go away and we'll set up a pilot uh, for six weeks and we'll prove that, A, they will engage. Yeah. Yeah. They are our children. They can be helped. It's easy. Uh, so it was really great that at that point, Shelter, the housing yeah. charity, London Black Women's Project, who work with uh, domestic violence and immigration issues, um, health visitors uh, uh, and family support workers from the local children's centre all got involved. So we all like basically sat in a room in the, on the Romford Road yeah. and kind of waited yeah. <laughs> to see if anybody would come. Uh, and people did come and they said, and the mum said it was a really great way for them to access help yeah. because you know if you imagine trying to find help and you go to you have to take two buses with two toddlers mm. yeah. and a baby to a big hot inhospitable office yeah. you have to turn up at nine o'clock on the dot if you're late then game yeah. over uh, and then you have to sit in an office with somebody sat behind a desk and you haven't slept you haven't had any breakfast you're totally yeah. traumatized and freaked out and then somebody asks you to fill in a like an 18 page form in your second language yeah. it's just not going to happen yeah. you know so um, so we decided just to be a space where mums could come and uh, and find help at the pace and with the support which was appropriate so we kind of if even if a mum comes and it's it's happened uh, happened a lot uh, just comes and sits there let somebody hold their baby. They've never had any childcare help, help yeah. for like literally the first time somebody else has held their baby since the baby was born. Um, and then they just sit there and stare at the wall and yeah. maybe sob a little bit for a little while mm -hmm. and yeah. just wait until they're ready to tell their story. Yeah. 
Um, and obviously these stories weren't coming out at children's centres, at no. their children's school, at the GP 10 minutes, you know, so... No, they never do, though, do Never they? do. Yeah, if you've got no. a 10-minute appointment, um, and no. also the fear factor yeah. of, like, yeah. if I tell them, you know, they will, they'll take my children. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so that's how it all started. And we've been going three years, and um, we've seen about... Uh, probably pushing 400 families um, and at the moment obviously things are very different yeah. than COVID but we're supporting we're actively supporting about 160 families at the moment yeah. wow and have you got your own space? well it's not quite ours no but you know hello Newham if anybody's <laughs> listening um, <laughs> uh, so at the moment it, we've got sole use of a building yep. it's really beautiful it's in um, it's in Magpie Close okay yeah and um, uh, it's got a playground on one side and it's oh, got a park good. on the other and it's a beautiful sort of single story building it doesn't look like a council building no. it doesn't look like a big office block so it's really uh, it's a really nice gentle mm. front door for people to come to it's not intimidating um, but, but at the moment we um, previous to COVID we were sharing it with other user groups which was annoying them because um we get hundreds of nappies and yeah. buggies yeah. and clothes and yeah. so storage was a bit of an issue uh, and also having basically we were running in effect a kind of sub children's centre yeah. we were getting up to 70 families a day and we were having wow. to pack up yeah. and pack down yeah. to nothing every day so that was a bit nuts to be honest yeah. so yeah um, we're hoping that Newham are going to uh, allow us sole use of yeah. the building at that some point yeah. I think community like sort of council assets 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Community assets is such a big agenda. Yeah. And it's something that, you know, obviously I see on the other side because I work for a gay. But it's just, it's, I find it really frustrating. I'm a socioeconomic uh, regeneration manager. So I essentially go around yeah. and, you know, make sure the, the third sector voluntary groups are catered for. Yeah. But it, it's finding space is one of the most complicated aspects. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. there's so many disused council properties mm-hmm. in Newham. So yeah, many. there are. Um, and... Um, there's one like really close by to where we are yeah. um and um and even where we are at the moment you know and uh, they're doing a kind of review but yeah. they have been for about three years well, of, of council yeah exactly yeah. but i think that what the i think that actually though i'm quite optimistic that that covid has shown yeah. up that councils themselves don't have the reach and that what they need to do is create spaces both sort of physical and emotional and community-wise for the third sector and community groups to do what they do. Because it was really interesting during COVID that new local authority were coming to us going, where are these people? Because they literally don't have eyes on them, you know, uh, and, and with, with, with Lola's homeless and so on as well, you know, like they don't have the reach into the community to help the people in most needs. So I think it's hopefully we're learning. Yeah, I think as well, I mean, certainly in my, in my role, I work, I work exclusively with residents and the third sector. So, I mean, if we don't get out and see residents, I don't, I don't know what we would be doing in our job. I think it's farming yeah. that you're sitting in an office and yeah. you're just behind a computer oh. and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I can't reach. Yeah, I can't reach. Yeah. I can't reach. <laughs> we're always getting out and we're yeah. always, you know, yeah. if, if it's, you know, we're, if we're managing a fund, we're in that community where that's specific to, to that I community. think there's a certain amount of... Um, uh, but there's not many of us. I'm the yeah, only one yeah. across Harringay. Yeah. I am the only one. What? There aren't any others. It's but nuts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, there's a head of, and she, and there's me, and then we have... The, the, the sort of, it's just gone yeah. so small. But the thing that I really do see a lot of is that there's access to funds, but, but groups can't apply or they don't have the capacity to fundraise or they don't they can't fill in forms yeah. so that sort of capacity building isn't yeah. there and then you know we'd really like to put on activities and programs but you can't they're just not there they're not there yeah. anymore but I think I mean it, what's really interesting in terms of the funding is that you do see I mean we see a lot of funded programs either by the local authority mm. or by quite large charities yeah. they put them on nobody comes because they haven't got the relationship with the community yeah. but then again you know with commissioning and yeah. with funding you know a lot of things is you have to have a turnover of that half a million or whatever ridiculous. so um I think that it's it's su- there's such a disconnect yeah and um I I totally understand with the local authority because I think they feel like their funding has been cut by a third. So they feel absolutely embattled 
you know, and they're almost like, uh, we don't want to find all these people because we wouldn't be able to help yeah. them, you know, when they, if they arrive. So, so yeah. nobody's thanking the Magpie Project for finding all no. these people. Nobody's yeah. thanking us, yeah. you know. Uh, and um, it's almost as if, okay, we're just doing what we can. But it, but it would be better if they said, right, well, you know, you're not a project that, that turns over X amount or you're not, you know, you're not a statutory service, but... We do have funds that are available for you and we can help you, you know, sort of get those funds in. I mean, we did a little bit of a, a, like a community, a participatory uh, budgeting kind of community day. And we had, I think it was about 60,000 and it went to like 15 or 16 groups. Mm. Exactly the same thing happened in Hackney. And it was to try and, um, you know, some of those grassroots organisations to try and ensure that what they're delivering, like probably like you in the beginning, out of a phone, out of a out of a room, some some volunteers, mm. but actually they're the most important, they're the most important organisations in that community because they represent who they're trying to help. Yeah. But it's it's then what happens after that, mm. you know. But I think I think for us them. it's a real dilemma as well because you get into the kind of food bank dilemma. Of like, you know, there could be a mag if there were two thousand under fives homeless in Newham at any given time, mm -hmm. there could be a magpie project on every corner yeah. and it still wouldn't meet the need. No. So I think that what, what we found really difficult is the push and pull because we want to hold the local authority to yeah. account yeah. to do their job, what yeah. they're paid to do, or yeah. not paid to do, but they need yeah, to have yeah, that budgetary yeah. um talk somewhere else. So we don't want to say, and at the beginning, for about the first 18 months, uh, we were kind of running around, you know, like the ultimate kind of stoic mother going, don't worry, I'll do it, I'll do it, don't worry, don't worry. No, you don't have to pay me, it's fine, don't worry. I'll pick it all up. Uh, and then I had a conversation with a social worker, and they said, we will not support this family because they're getting support from the Magpie Project. And I thought, okay, this is not working. This relationship is not working. Um, yeah, and we still get that. We still get that. And on Friday, I um, that defeats the whole project. But on Friday, I'd be we, we had a really great relationship with the Red Cross, and they yeah. had some emergency funding for people with no recourse, people on a low income. A mother told her social worker she was getting this grant. They stopped her Section Seventeen support. So I went back to the Red Cross and I said, "Stop paying. This is not." This is not what this is about. So, uh, so yeah. it's really it's such That's a difficult game of chicken because yeah. if we do it, if we do too much, then they, they will their, just their, yeah. yeah, they will just withdraw yeah, and withdraw thing, yeah. and withdraw. That's terrible. Yeah. What's section seventeen? Sorry. So so yeah so eighty percent of our mums are stuck somewhere in the yeah. immigration system. Right. They're not illegal. They haven't yeah. done anything illegal. Yeah. They're not uh, money grubbing, asylum no. seeking. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. this is not the what's bumps. happening. Yeah. They've been trafficked. Yeah. No. They've been brought here into the sex trade. They've been brought here uh, by a spouse mm -hmm. and then abused, and then their immigration status is dependent on their spousal visa. Yeah. So when they leave their husband, they have no. Uh, immigration status they've been brought here almost like Windrush they've yeah. been brought here as children and their parents didn't regularize their immigration status yeah. 
so there were lots of reasons for somebody to suddenly find themselves with no papers. Yeah. Um, when you have no papers, you uh, have no right to work, to support yourself. We have qualified doctors, engineers, people with doctorates, people who are Red Cross uh, and Medicine Sans Frontieres emergency responders who were sitting on £37 a week, unable to work, in enforced destitution until the Home Office deals with their case. And the Home Office can take two, three years to deal with somebody's case. They're housed in awful accommodation and they yeah. are asked to live on £37.50 £30, yeah. £30, a week. Well, you can't afford anything. And food banks, so for instance, food banks, most food banks only give you food three times in a six-month period. But if you're destitute every week for two years, this is not touching the side. You know, that's why we decided that we have to supply nappies, we have to supply yeah, food, because, because yeah, it's really like, expensive. I can remember when, when my son was young, I mean, I did transfer to like Lidl, I think, and Aldi in the end, yeah. because I was just like, I can't afford Pampers. Yeah. Pampers, for, even for a working yeah. single mum, yeah. was fucking expensive. Yeah. And I breastfed, so I didn't need milk, but... You know, if you're buying milk, so just yeah. the basics, yeah. just the So formula basics. is £11 a, a week. Nappies would be about £7 a week. £18, that's half yeah. of your income. And um, it's just impossible to it make ends meet. Yeah. So we, I mean, it was really interesting because a lot of people were saying to us about the nappies. Oh, the mums just come for the nappies. They just come for the nappies. And we're like, they're not Rolex watches. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But also, you put them on a baby's bum, the baby shits in them, you throw them away. Yeah, it's not so like... Yeah. So 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 we thought, oh, you know... And then I did have a bit of a kind of like a bit of a... But then our nappy supply totally exploded and went wrong for a couple of weeks. And a mum... And a mum a mum came in um, and her daughter had had such bad infected nappy rash that she had to be hospitalised. And um, because she was trying to rinse yeah, out disposable nappies, dry them on the radiator, oh leaving them God. on too long. So it's just, yeah. I think the, yeah, that's, the, the, the that's idea that, you know, oh, they just come for the nappies. It's, it's, that's and and to be honest, fine. Yeah. If they, if they come for fine, the nappies, yeah. that's great. I mean, because we had the, somebody yeah. who, um, who kept diluting the milk. Form, exactly. And, it, and it's really dangerous. It's, that can I mean, cause fitting. Fitting, yeah. It's really, really dangerous. Oh my god. And I think that's, um, I think that at that point, that's when I was like, this is, this is, this is that's horrific. a That's it's a conversation as well to be had with the midwives yeah, and the hospitals. Absolutely. Because a lot of the time, you know, now on Newham, uh, on the birth list, that people ask to bring into hospital, they're asked to bring bottles and formula. Uh, but if you get one of these mum, if you interrupt breastfeeding, if it's possible for one of these mums, then you are basically asking them to pay £11 a week for, for yeah. six months that they don't have. Um, yeah. And also, you know, it used to be a problem with Nestle in Africa, but now if, you, yeah. if yeah. you're sharing a kitchen with five yeah. other families, the hot water is intermittent, 
it's a yeah. real danger to be able to keep bottles yeah, sterile. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, to be able, like you say, not to not to have people dilute formula, yeah. not to have people wean really, really far too early at like two months. But or, also breastfeeding. Yeah. And you've got you've been through the most traumatic exactly. experience. Yeah. Like whether it was you know a year ago or just just recently, and then you're carrying a child, you give birth to a child. I mean, you would want to breastfeed because you'd be so fucking. You yeah, know, you wouldn't want to have to pay, and it's like exactly. the stress and the anxiety. Mm. But a mum came into us and said, and she was in tears, and she was like, "I can't bottle feed my baby. All they want is the breast." And I'm going, "Well, that's great." Yeah. And they were going, "No, no, my health visitor told me I have to bottle feed my baby." What? what? Why? I fucking hate that. I know it's so shocking. It's so shocking. But why? Because then she can fill in her charge. Charge, yeah, yeah. If you, if you, the thing is, it's about. I mean, it's basically misogyny saying that women's bodies are going to fail, that women's body bodies are just faulty and they're going to fail, and you don't have enough milk and there's not enough of anything. Yeah, no, You're not enough as a woman. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's like an, unless you can measure it, uh, yeah. then you know what? And it takes time. Like, yeah. I can remember. It's a relationship. It's, oh my god! It takes time. Yeah. I had a a wonderful midwife in Hackney I was at the time and um, I remember her saying just just go with it just just don't think about yeah. don't think about it too much just go with it so it's not going to come easy no it's not exactly it really is but you need somebody like yeah. everything you need somebody to be sitting with you yeah. with an for an hour yeah. or two hours just sitting, yeah. holding the space, yeah. allowing it all to happen. And I think that's the thing with all of these services, is everybody only has 10 minutes. Yeah, they do. And they only want to do their bit. And, you know, so, uh, so I think... I mean, the other thing which really is at the fundamental basis of all of the project is safeguarding, yeah. because there's no national register for children under no. five. So these children are moved around uh, from borough to borough, uh, we had one mum who has been moved six times in the past eight months. Oh my god! Uh, and that means that you, your GP, can't catch up with you. Health visitors. Uh, has she been moved because she had to be moved, or she's just been moved? Oh, she's just, she's that's been just moved from temporary accommodation yes. to temporary accommodation. Yeah. They decide. They uh, and they tell you that evening, that morning, yeah. uh, that you Seriously, have to go in yeah. a taxi. They yeah. But yeah. they could also keep you in there for between 10 and 20 years. Yeah. In temporary accommodation, which is one of the worst. Exactly. Well, well, whose benefit is that for, moving someone that much? It's basically to do with your with the budget. Yeah. And the, it's Housing. all privatised now. So, so all of this accommodation is supplied by private companies who are making a profit out of this, uh, out of this misery. It's... Yeah. The, it's I, I, I always say it's not temporary accommodation, it's no. unregulated accommodation. Oh, yes. Because it's not regulated to the extent that a private landlord would be. No. And the parents don't get a choice. They take that or nothing. Or nothing. Yeah. So, you know, our, our mums have just walked into places where the front door doesn't sh yeah. shut. There's drug dealing. Drug dealing. The there's excrement on yeah. the walls. Oh, there's, and they have no choice. They, they have to stay there or they get no more help from the council so um and there's this really iniquitous vicious circle where like the people who are managing the building are paid by the yeah. council or that uh, um so 
the mother says, you know, my window is dangerous, my toddler might fall out. And, um, and the building says, oh, talk to your social worker. The social worker says, oh, talk to the building. And it goes round and round and round. And the building manager comes and they can often be really threatening. If you ask for your repairs to be done, they can be really aggressive. Um, so one of our mums, uh, she had really severe postnatal depression and she um uh and 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 she had an infestation of mice and the building manager came round uh and he said it's because you're dirty and she said i haven't got a hoover you haven't supplied me with a hoover she just had a cesarean section he said get on your hands and knees and scrub the floor it's just you can't believe it you can't and I mean like I was so shocked and I thought no that must just be made up this can't be happening in this country this can't be happening in London in 2020 it's impossible and I think that what's really extraordinary is that these children are in your kids class you know that they walk past you on the street and most of us have absolutely no idea mm. and this kind of ignorance or abuse or marginalization happens in the dark it happens yeah, because yeah. we're not looking yeah. but these are our this is our council tax which is being used yeah yeah to yeah. pay for the pay those people to yeah. re-traumatize these mothers yeah. Um, and the same unfortunately there's a lot of gatekeeping of social services support as well Um, so a lot of that is very brutal when mothers do go and ask for help Um, so section 17 support is um, based on the human rights of a child Uh, and it means that parents go to if you've got who are destitute go to children's services and they ask for help based on the rights of their child to survive basically and they get given the same amount as people from the Home Office, so £37.50 a week and somewhere to live. Um, but in order to get that, often you have to go through a really awful process of questioning and, you know, and just being assumed to be lying. And, um, yeah, yeah. the story would yeah. be quite horrific. And if you think about it, nobody is at, at the top of their game when they're going at that no. point. They're already at their lowest yeah. ebb. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. to have to go through this, but also to even remember, to remember your well, story you and your you all the addresses you've you ever lived want at, to, and would you? yeah, yeah, exactly. You wouldn't want, you to. want to. No, no. So then it's just like, oh well, they're unreliable. That doesn't add up. I couldn't account for my past no. six years. Yeah. You know. Not not detail. Not in that not detail. detail. Yeah. Not absolutely no. not. So, absolutely. Yeah. Not. No. Yeah, so I mean, I think the main thing for us is just, it sounds really grim, but it's really like, there's a lot of joy at the Magpie Project, uh, because what we try to do is we try to create community, we try to valorise and hear the mum's experience, Um, and so a lot of mums say, you know, you're the first person who just saw me as a person and listened and believed me, and you know, you're the first person who saw that I'm a, you know, that I'm an engineer back in I'm my country being, and I'm a human yeah. being. And you're the first person who congratulated me for being pregnant. Yeah. 
everybody else was just like, why do you keep getting pregnant? You know you can't afford to have a child. Yeah. You know, so, um, and then we tried to sort of create a lot of things around the child because if you're, you know, the first thousand days of a child's life is so important yeah. for their brain chemistry. There's so much work being done on adverse yeah. childhood experiences around, you know, if, if you don't get that first two years right, then there's a lot of risks into totally. adulthood in terms of addiction, I mental health, yeah. uh, you know, um, health, yeah. educational outcomes, yeah. um, you know, because your brain is learning about what the world is. Yeah. And if you are constantly under stress and you're constantly in crisis yeah. or you have a mum who's severely depressed and stressed, yeah. um, who's not able to give you the time to interact and so on. Uh, so we've we've had... Um, so we try to cr really encourage that relationship between mother and child yeah. Yeah. and to uh, because that's the biggest protective factor is their attachment yeah. and so we have singing and we have um, musicians in residence and they're actual musicians who go out yeah. and play concerts yeah. everywhere and they bring their real instruments in and uh, we sing and we write our own songs and we've got a YouTube channel, yeah. London Rhymes, so if you want to see. Oh, yeah, um, and uh, uh, so we bring them the best of the best. Yeah. We've got a dancer in residence who is also trained um, in, uh, in uh, sort of like how bodies fit together and how stress okay. and trauma yeah. um, affects babies. So yeah. she dances yeah. with the babies to try and get them back into their bodies because a lot of babies are in this kind of frozen state of shock yeah. and trauma uh, and it's really heartbreaking because mum says oh they're a good baby but then they're just sitting oh, they're not their true self. and they're not their true self because they're yeah, yeah. you know their uh, cortisol is so high yeah. because they're just so stressed and they're not and they're not moving and they're not crying and they're not asking for anything. So you yeah. think, oh, well, it's all fine. But it's not. But That's it's like not. the worst thing. Yeah, it's like the worst, yeah. Because yeah, then so. you know in your own experience, yeah. your child didn't just sit there, did it? Yeah, your, exactly. Your baby didn't just sit exactly. there. Exactly. It cried and yeah. that's the only emotion, you know, that's yeah. the only sort of talking that it could do. Yeah. And this trauma is quite extraordinary how it, uh, so we see a lot of developmental delay. Yeah. Uh, and because where children live, there's no floor space for them to roll around. A lot of them miss out the crawling phase uh, totally. Oh. Uh, they're late to walk. Uh, yeah. They've got really bad flat heads, flat heads because yeah. they're uh, lying on their back. And it's not because of poor parenting. Yeah. Their mothers are keeping them alive. They're keeping yeah. them safe. Yeah. They're keeping them warm and clothed and as clean. As much as they can. But, uh, and you know, and it's not safe for them to be crawling around the floor in these tiny rooms, yeah. you know, because everything's stacked up, everything's a mess. You know, there's an infestation of cockroaches or ants on oh, the floor yeah. or whatever. So, you know, so um, it's this sort of, you know, I would say that they're like the best mothers out there because they yeah. are parenting an utter extremist. Yeah. Like, you know, they're like the Olympic athletes. Yeah. Of, of mothering because they're they they're mothering at altitude totally. where there's not enough of uh, anything. But, but not only that, they don't. Uh, whereas if if you experience I I don't know say so, some kind of crisis when you're a new mother or you become a single parent, yeah, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But for these women and these mothers and these children, there's such an uncertainty yeah. about their future. 
A, they've got to think about, you know, well, how do I keep the basics of my life sort of spinning? Then how am I going to get out of my situation? And then what's, what's kind of, you know, what's the home office going to do with yeah. my application? And that's like the biggest worry that you could yeah. ever, ever get. Yeah. I mean, that is like, you know, literally your right to be yeah. where you are. Yeah. Just to fill space. You can't. Yeah. That's that's the most iniquitous thing. And I think that especially as a mother just, your yeah. whole body yeah. is screaming at you like put down roots, make yourself safe, totally. create yeah. a community. And the stress of not being able to do yeah. that, the mental health toll, I can't even imagine. You know, mm. it's just so, so difficult. Yeah. Um but um you know What's incredible is that um, if you loosen one yeah. part, mothers just yeah. run with it yeah. and they yeah. just go and they are so incredible. Yeah. We've got a mum who um, is living in a room probably half the size of this, probably about two parking spaces with three children. She, uh, she just... Um, She's been studying. She just got a scholarship wow. for, for, for asylum seekers to Birkbeck to go and study like molecular oh, biology right, yeah. or something <sighs> like that. And um, uh, so we've just, uh, we've just given her lots and lots of uh, new clothes to go. Yeah. She put on a little coat that somebody oh. had donated and um, our caseworker just burst into tears. She was just like, oh, you're ready for school. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, imagine... I was saying to her yesterday, you know, God, thank, you know, imagine what you could do if some, if totally. like you had any childcare, yeah. if you lived in a room, yeah. you know, in a house with more than one room, you know, totally. like you've done this in this situation. In this situation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just extraordinary. Um, seven to seven, four and two. I know, yeah. and also, gosh, she's so beautiful. You've never seen anybody so yeah. beautiful. She's absolutely gorgeous. She's so she's got so much poise. She's always calm. She's such a good mum. Her kids are just Adorable. lovely. Yeah. yeah, and she's done all of that. So it's not yeah. like you know. And that positive influence is gonna knock into yeah. you know into the children. Yeah, and I think that's what you know. Well, we we took but we go to the gym quite a lot. It's good for your mental health. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but we but actually now my son started to say to me, "Oh, mum, I really quite like exercise. I see you doing it all the time." It's very much the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You see your mum, you know, striving and doing well or achieving something. Yeah. It has such a massive yeah. impression on yeah. you as a child. Yeah. I think was yeah. I think I you know that's absolutely the case. And um, but I think that on the converse side, we see children who um, are being tested yeah. for autism yeah. and neurological dysfunction, because, not dysfunction, difference in function. Yeah. Um, but really, it's trauma, yeah. and it's yeah. the trauma of yeah. the mum. There yeah. was a little boy. He he. We we managed to get him a um, a, a bursary uh, for a two-year-old place. So we've got a really great deal with Newham where some of our, our, our children uh, who are most at risk, we can get them to you old places. Because yeah. they don't, obviously, they don't qualify uh, for no. the regular uh, to you old, paid to you old places. 
as soon as he got into uh, the 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 two year old place, um, the teachers were really concerned that he was deaf because he wasn't answering to his name. He was just running about. He wasn't paying any attention to anybody. And they were saying to mum, you know, do you call him something different? What, what, you know, do, um, and basically it was just that the mum had been so stressed and depressed that he was physically safe. He was always clean. He was always fed, but she literally had not been Con interacting no. with him. Um, so he didn't know. So he didn't know. It from mum. Yeah. So then couldn't so he really didn't, yeah. have anything with anybody yeah. else. And then within about three weeks, there he was, yeah. yeah, you know, and then he's running up going, hello, <laughs> <laughs> oh. looking you in the eye, hello, and I'm just like, yeah. um, and you know, that's happened more than once, um, and, it's, children. and it's like, if, 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 um, if families don't have, you know, your support with the Magpie Project, then they can't get onto that first um, stepping stone to experience some of the, you know, really nice things about your project. Or, you know, I mean, there's the food and the nappies and, the, you know, the things that you do just because that's what you do. But, I mean, being in a community with women who you kind of resonate with or you can listen to a story or yeah. your children can play with another child, like, they're, they're very special moments. Mm. Yeah. And if you weren't around, there is nowhere else for them to yeah. be. Mm. There's no other situation for them to be in a safe space. I think that's it, and I think what's really interesting is we, we, we've been really lucky to work with um, an organisation called Psychologists for Social Change, um, and uh, they are really, they do a lot of work around how government policy yeah. affects psychology and yeah. psychological yeah. well-being, and they said something really beautiful, which was um, that actually the first mental health, mental well-being intervention is to sit down and believe somebody's yeah. story. And yeah. I think that's the yeah. difference, yeah. is the acceptance and the exactly. sort of unconditional positive regard. Yeah. Because everywhere else these mums go, yeah. they are told they're lying, it's they're not, told yeah. it's yeah. their fault, they're told it's their poor decision-making. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, it's not convenient for yeah. me now. Yeah, yeah. so, um, and I think that that's what's really uh, incredible. But I mean, you're right, and I think that a lot of services as well don't, you know, on your sort of Maslow's pyra pyramid of needs, you know, if you haven't had breakfast, if you haven't had any sleep, you know, if, you, if you're terrified, if you're in physical yeah. pain, yeah. you know, you're never going to be able to get onto the higher functions, no, like never. you say, of never. parenting or filling never. in a, an application, you know, a six-page application yeah. form or, yeah, totally. you know, so, and that's what's really interesting about other services is they don't take that into no. account. So we pay travel, we yeah. give breakfast, we give lunch we uh that's you know what we do now anytime we do any kind of activity we always offer food refreshments and there's always something else yeah always basic no, needs no, isn't it yeah. there's no yeah. point i mean yeah. you know we we have had people say you, know, you want me to find a job but i haven't eaten for three days i couldn't exactly. think of anything more destroying than yeah. sitting with you lot yeah. and having a chat about a job yeah. Well, I'm, all I'm, he said, he said, he said, all I'm doing is sitting, staring at that table, thinking I haven't eaten, yeah. and I'm starving. Yeah. yeah. You ha you can't, you can't run a program. Can't function. Not, no. You can't not have a program and not offer mm. refreshments and food. 
And I mean, there's one uh, I won't name Your names. Your cat but, just uh, fell off the thing. Oh, did he? <laughs> <laughs> Panda. Pandas have too Hello. much. Hello. Oh, you're big. But big, isn't he? Yeah, he's a big boy. He's, he's eating. A big boy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still letting him. He's eating. definitely not starved. Yeah. Get that cat. <laughs> Hello. No, he feels a bit ashamed now because he's worried you saw him. Nobody saw. Nobody saw anything. Bless you. So what sort of... You, you want to secure your buildings that sell you your, your yeah. roof. Yeah. And then what else is it just to keep, to keep I think building that, on... I think, well, no. I mean, the, the aim, obviously, is to just close the charity down because these women's needs are being met yeah. by the local authority. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, so, so... But in reality, is that ever going to happen? Um, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. There will always be a need for you. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that what we, 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 what, we, what we want to do is we don't want to expand to fill no. the need. We want to uh, Try and make tell sure women's a... story yeah. and, make sh and hold other service providers yeah. to account. Yeah. And also, I think we want to be a test bed of really good practice yeah. and intervention. So, you know, uh, we're, we're led by our mums. Yeah. Um, and um, what we're really interested in doing is um, having our mums consult with people who are designing services yeah. for them. Because, you know, it's absolutely ridiculous that housing or social yeah. services and so on design their services and they never ask the people yeah, who are going to use them. Yeah, yeah. So it's like sitting in a room and designing a bicycle and not knowing whether it's going to be ridden yeah. by a fish or a giraffe. It's like, <laughs> yeah. why would you do it? Yeah. And it's money, you know, yeah. and they're paying consultants. Yeah. And it's just like, no, we have a massive number of women who are experts by experience. So they, they can tell yeah. you every yeah. pinch point in this yeah. system. They can tell you every time it fails and yeah. what it means. You know, so let's do that together. Yeah. So um, so we're working uh, on that and it's really exciting. Sutton um, are getting in touch and they want to set something up and they want to talk oh, to wow. our mums about how that might work and how to reach uh, people and what, what you need. Because it's so simple, like you say, like, Pay for travel, yeah. put on breakfast, listen, yeah. have the time, yeah. you know. So, um, so I think that's like, if yeah, they want to exactly. Like, no, we, I know that there's, there's schools in, I'm not sure if it's in this borough, there's definitely schools in Newham and Harringay and Hackney that um, have a room so that parents can um, clean their clothes yeah. in the washing machine. Yeah. That service is is there yeah. there are teachers that feed children that yeah. don't have food yeah. that's what my husband he works in a people referral yeah. unit and um during lockdown you know he was just like i can't teach you i'm just going to go and get loads Ancient. of food from the supermarket and feed you yeah. i like i'm not going to try and even try and teach you anything you know yeah. so it's like basic needs basic but, needs yeah but i think that we've got a real resource uh and we've got a which you know local authorities but also larger charities yeah uh and, and so on are crying out for because now there's this whole thing about all oh, lived experience and sometimes it's just a tick box exercise yeah uh but you know if it's done properly like proper co-design yeah. you know and so so i think that what we're going to try and do is just hold these people to account it's just like okay you're saying 
that you're working yeah. on co-design and co-production. But, oh, but come on, let's do it properly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, we've got uh, we've got um, things going on around health and health visitors yeah. and health messaging because yeah. at the moment it just doesn't fit five a day for these women. It's just shaming. Yeah. You know, it yeah, just yeah. makes them feel five shame. a day. I can't yeah. even do five I know, a day. right? I get to three, and I give up. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half. I go like that. It was. Come on, come on. I go like that. Orange, kick out. Orange, kick out. <laughs> exactly. But I can't do it. But if I you're living out of a food bank, really bag, can't. it's yeah. literally impossible. Yeah, no. Um, get a tin of prunes. Yeah. So. I love prunes. Oh, I do too. Give me porridge. Yeah, but oh. you wouldn't. Well, like, you mean? No, you wouldn't. No. So I will tell you this. I think I've said it before, anyway, but. I was um, I was involved in the um, community response unit when COVID first hit, and they were talking about you know right okay, edible London are amazing they you know they were growing food for the community and we were delivering I can't tell you how many packages of food every single day, but we'd get calls to say, I mean I'm really grateful for the food, but I've got an industrial sized um, <laughs> tin of beans. <laughs> And no tin opener. How am I going to get into it? Or there was one that said, um, lovely, lovely selection. I've got sugar cane. What am I supposed to do with sugar cane? And I was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, I, I could um, Google something for you. Like, I was trying to, like, and he's like, no, it's fine. I'll just give it to my a couple of neighbours down the road. I know that they'll enjoy it. I was like, I don't even know. It, but it's the peck pork. Have you seen that? Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't know what percentage of Newham is Muslim, but like, oh, you did, they everybody did was getting this peck pork. No. Uh, yeah. And so, and then they were all bringing it to us. So we had like a peck pork tower of like, because we couldn't give no. it out again. And, and it's just nuts. It's just nuts. We didn't have any pork. So oh, the tin pork like spam. Huh? You can't give it out again. Well, I'm not going to because I mean, like no, all no. of our mums are like Muslim. Muslim. Oh, okay, so you so can't. yeah, so it's just like yeah, yeah. Oh, and and everybody was just like, no, we don't want this. And I, I really, I'm like you. I want to write a blog, a blog about. Oh, I had we had beans and, and and food banks because we, we had baked beans. Why? <laughs> like none of my mums know what a baked bean is. No, and they just. Like, what, it's what so do you do culturally them? specific. Yeah. yeah. And um, I don't know whether I used to live in the Middle East and they just they they used to have this thing called fool, which was like beans and it smelled really really strong. And I always imagined that if I got like five tins of that a week from yeah. somewhere, I would just be like, "What is this? Yeah. I don't even, you know." So like, yeah, baked beans. Why? 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 Edible London did a fucking good job. Excuse my French. Did they? Uh, yeah, so they um, they were growing things like oh, quite rapidly, beautiful. growing, and then they um, took over two sites, Ali Pali and Spurs. Although Spurs actually did charge Haringey for the use of their space Jeez. in the end. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's they did. nuts. They absolutely did. So shame uh, on you, Spurs. Those those fresh things though, because one of my mums was saying that she was in Brilliant. one of the one of the. You know, the, when people first arrive in this country, they get detained in yeah. the hotel. Uh, and she said that she was just so miserable because everything was beige. Yeah. Now, that's my idea of Hell. heaven. 
I lo- like really? chips. Yeah, oh, chips, like macaroni and cheese. Love it. Oh, Have like it all. Yeah. But I mean, for her, yeah, for her, I don't feed my kids. <laughs> for her, for her, it was like, you know, she'd come from a beautiful Mediterranean, Middle East, so mint and spinach and everything like that. And she said she was so miserable. But we've got a little community garden oh, now with that. raised beds. Yeah. And I was showing her the mint and she was just going mad. She just loved it. She was like, this is oh, what we yeah. need. You know, so I think that you're absolutely right. Yeah. But yeah, the, so also a lot of our mums are being moved out of the bar. Yeah. yeah. And in terms of that, then not being able to find halal food, not being able to find an African grocer. Not, no. You know, it's such a... Yeah. I get so miserable if I can't have what I like to eat. Totally. I yeah. just say, like, I'm yeah. so miserable. I remember being in America once and I just really wanted a cup of tea. Yeah. And nobody could make it. me a cup of tea. And I was like in tears <laughs> going, just give me a cup of <laughs> tea. <laughs> so, but imagine, you I know, on top yeah. of everything else. Yeah, yeah, all you want is your comfort. All you want food. is your comforts yeah, and you're you not want. getting them. So, yeah, it's really... I think it's really tricky, isn't it? And you're just like, this whole kind of like, oh, beggars can't be choosers thing is really iniquitous. Yeah. And so now I'm like, well, I'm going to choose. I'm not, go- I'm not even going to put anything in front of you which demeans you or takes yeah. away your dignity. And yeah. we've had that with or clothes at the moment. Or moves away from your, your kind of beliefs as Yeah, well. exactly. You know, exactly. it's like your fundamental rights as yeah. a human being is to believe what you want to believe. Exactly. And then yeah. you suddenly get given poor. Yeah, it's I a mean, human right to be able to, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a slap in the face. It is, especially if it's coming into your house. That's not nice. From your yeah. local authority. From your local authority. You're basically saying, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. But you know the flu jab had pork in it. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, well, Why? don't get me started on jabs and vaccines. Why would just because people aren't thinking. No. It's literally in that decision-making process, there was nobody of the Islamic faith all the way through. Otherwise, or there was, but they didn't have the power yeah. to yeah. say, oh, hold on, wait a minute. Because there's, there's um, eggs in some vaccines, aren't there? Because I'm not sure if you know Tara Lucas, who used to work... Or Tara Lucas listens to this, because she's one of my very, very good pals. Hi, Tara. Hi, Tara. We love you, Tara. (laughs) But Tara couldn't have vaccine because of that, because she's allergic to eggs. Yeah, no, you honestly do not know what's in them. You don't know what's in loads of stuff, do you? No. Or let alone formula. You don't know what's in formula. Formula. Fish eyes. Yeah. I've heard loads of that, yeah. There was a lot of wine in my breast milk. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. So if we go yeah. down that road, if we go down that road, what, what, yeah, what's in your breast yeah. milk? God, I know. Oh, I, think I, I think I had a couple of shots of sambuca and was breastfed. Oh, Mine God. was like a hundred percent Hagen Dazs with my second yeah. child. Oh, that's her. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. her. You two get on well. Yeah. Oh gosh. Oh. Oh. So, how can people help? Yeah. Um. There are lots of ways that people can help. There are so many ways. So um, one is just tell somebody you know about the situation. Yeah. Just say, I heard that there are 2,000 under fives homeless in Newham. I heard that the hostile environment is damaging the life chances of our children. You know, just... Be informed and talk about it. I got told off at a conference uh, 
because I was just uh, got a bit animated and I was like, at your next dinner party, don't talk about hummus. Talk about homelessness. Talk about homelessness, not hummus. And it was just like, <laughs> I am like, I'm not invited to anywhere anymore. Because I'm... <laughs> No, if you're it's honest. Just, but I think it's important. But, but I'm, I think I it's really think important. That, I don't think that. I, honestly, because I mean, we, I do a lot for the community, and I, and I, you know, I think our gym is 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 really good. It's got lots of um, people who want to help, and it's always like a conversation there, and people are really aware. And I think we're really lucky in that respect. Um, but I, where else other than that I go, I find. People will give you a bag of stuff and say, oh, here, Harry, you know lots of people to give it to. Here you go, here you go. And then that's it. That's where it stops. And then I'll go, oh, I gave it to so-and-so. And they went, and I get really excited and I get really, and they're just like that. It's like blank. I don't care. It, for me, it was I was recycling it to you. And then, yeah. you know, you did the good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I don't, I don't want to hear it. I think people more. don't, I think people don't, so that's where we've got this uh, hashtag, which has really taken off because um, we collaborate with a fashion designer. Oh, no. We were in Vogue. Oh and um, Theresa May, like, I'm sure she, subs- she created the hostile environment. Yeah. I'm sure she subscribes to Vogue. I think Vogue is her happy place. And then we were in Vogue talking about no recourse to public funds. And I just imagined her in the bath with her bubble bath. Like, <gasps> <laughs> I really hope that happened. I'm sure but um, <laughs> so and um, we've got this hashtag all our children, which means that they are all of our yeah. responsibility. Yeah, and I think yeah. that we just need to keep pushing that. Yeah. Like we are a community. We're the village it takes to raise these children. Yeah. You know, and it will be the corollary to that saying is that if a child doesn't feel the embrace of the village. It'll burn it down to feel its warmth. Yeah. And, um, you know, like there that. will be consequences yeah. if we love. bring up, yeah. like, people who are totally yeah. outside the system, yeah. you know, and who are angry and traumatised, you know. It's not going to be good for anybody. No. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that it's just sort of, like, encouraging people to take some responsibility, give a nappy you know, yeah. sponsor yeah. a bum. We've got sponsor a bum. So I love the I idea of giving that. your mother-in-law a bum for Christmas. Yeah. And they can just, <laughs> they can pay for nappies yeah. every month for uh, yeah. children. Or, um, you know, direct debit, retweet, put something on Facebook. Yeah. I think it's about hearts and minds yeah, as well as actual yeah. things. Yeah. And meaningful. 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 Yeah. And um, please not bin bags full of six stained baby grows because yeah. um you're absolutely right about the recycling um you know so we That's try and say that you know it, it we want we don't want charity our mums don't want charity they want uh community yeah. and if you are doing a sort out in your home we put on facebook um and twitter a list of things that we need but do your sort out and then do it again and imagine totally. that you're going to give this to a really beloved yeah. family friend yeah. or totally. Prince Louis yeah. or, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and if it's not good enough for them, it's, it's not good enough, not good enough for our mum. No. So, same, uh, yeah. Same with, same with Lola's. I, yeah. It's exactly the same. There's like everything that you, you give to somebody else 
should be the state that you know that they 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 will then give it to somebody yeah and it be, it becomes their belongings and it you know it shapes them so the, I, there was a couple of, of things you know like there was shoes and things I was thinking oh god they're lovely aren't they but I know I gave them to Llewellyn and even Llewellyn was like oh, they they are absolutely immaculate and I was like it's, that's great that's absolutely fantastic yeah because that just means somebody's going to take them as their own yeah you know, and it's, it's respect and it's dignity. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really interesting because we got quite a lot of pushback at the beginning over that. And, um, you know, I heard sort of round and about, oh, Magpie Project, they only want designer labels. And, uh, oh, and, um, God. and it's just like, and the whole beggars can't be choosers thing is that, you know, my mums, they can't choose. But I will not that, and, no. and it's for that reason that I will yeah. not make them. And choose. there's enough anyway. There's so there's much. There's so much stuff, right, that we have yeah. in our wardrobes yeah. that we could give to somebody else. I'm sorry. It isn't about just clearing out our shit and yeah. thinking, yeah. oh right, well there's a couple of you know mums or a couple of homes. Yeah, they'd love. No, they wouldn't actually. But also, oh, it just needs mending, and it's just like, so yeah. why don't you mend it? <laughs> Oh, I've got I've well, got this chest of drawers, but it hasn't back. got a leg, and then it hasn't got a thing. But somebody could do something. It's just like it. not us. Oh. Yeah. No, we don't. Yeah. So I think that it's really it's really important to oh, kind yeah. of switch that around. And for me, I think that uh, the mums and the minis deserve more. Like I would put my children in. They they lived in hand me downs, but that's because yeah, I was not mine. being judged on what yeah, they mine. wore. Yeah. I, I was not being threatened by social workers that I, my parenting was being questioned. Yeah. You know, I I have standing because I'm white, because I'm yeah. middle class, you know, so, so like, I don't I have to rely to on that, all of that. Though, yeah. I, think so, our, I think our, our generation, our, and my mum's generation, are used to hand-me-downs. Yeah. That's not, uh, for me, it's not, I don't have a problem with it's that. It's not shaming. My son... Yeah, we I do it and people do it for us and I do it for them. Yeah, and that is I find that sometimes I've I've been sitting there thinking I've not actually got enough money to you know buy a whole new wardrobe yeah. and then suddenly you know an amazing gift of a bag comes yeah. with yeah. you know clothes for my friend Saski who who's her son's not worn it for five minutes and then yeah. it ends up in your lap and you think oh my god that's incredible yeah, yeah. I don't have to think about that anymore yeah you know? yeah yeah. And I think as well for marginalised yeah. uh, families who've moved around and all their social connections have gone. Mm. Like so, I got like like you. I mean, I was in a hand-me-down tree, uh, for, with with people, yeah. and it was really funny because my friend's daughter was, I think she's um, about a year older than my daughter, but they went to the same nurseries and playgroups. So she would go in an outfit, and then a year later, my daughter would go in the same outfit. Yeah, and people yeah, would be yeah. like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> But I can't do it with her. Yeah. Mary's got little legs. Oh, <laughs> she's like four foot nothing. See, but um, but so so I got my buggy. My my yeah. mum bought me my buggy. My 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 next door neighbour's neighbour got me the the Moses basket. So even so, all of the it? community. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what these mums don't have. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to recreate. And when they're in t- temporary accommodation, yeah. they're not gonna. I mean, I mean, it's it's quite. A, a, it's not a nice environment. But they're not going to try and make it no. that either because they might be there for a week, two weeks, exactly. two years, yeah. 20 years. Yeah. So there's a, it's a very, 
um, you know, unstable situation for them to be in. So they're not going to, you know. It's literally psychological yeah. torture. That's yeah. one way of torturing people is to pull the rug yeah, from underneath them the whole time. Just keep pulling the rug. Yeah. So Nowhere to no put down. It's not benefit to anyone. It's just purely profit. Yeah. It's literally the blind side of the market. I think because you know the, this is not, it's not designed with the mums in mind. The mums yeah. and the families are almost like a unit which is being traded between, and it's a way that like millions and millions and millions of pounds are being sucked out of the local authority and national government through housing benefit and and, yeah. and, and social services payment and going into the pockets or offshore pockets, non-taxpaying pockets yeah. of big organisations like Mears and Serco and, yeah. and, and people like that who are fulfilling these contracts. But yeah. fulfil I don't know whether they are fulfilling them because like, presumably their contracts have running water, working lifts. Yeah. you know basic amenities yeah. but these things are not being provided no. in temporary accommodation no. so yeah i mean it's and, and even, these these, these families are on, almost like yeah. the collateral damage to yeah, that they're not it's even not, on the you know when you look at say the housing register i mean in Newham, isn't it something like i remember what was it eight or ten thousand i think oh on the on the housing register and then the TAs fall. Not even, yeah. Like, like way yeah. below that. Yeah. So there's like eight to ten thousand people all waiting for for a home. Yeah. And then under it is the TAs. What are TAs? Temporary accommodation. Oh, okay. So oh, they're yeah. not priority yeah, groups. Yeah. yeah. They're slot sites. Even. And then under the TA yeah. is the uh, National Asylum Seeker yeah. Accommodation and the Section 17 Accommodation, mm-hmm. which isn't doesn't even have to meet the standard so of the TA. So there's like a, uh, so there's like the welfare state as yeah. it stands, which is pretty yeah. rickety, uh, and then there's a whole sub thing yeah. for people who are not entitled to those benefits, and that's even more rickety, mm. uh, and not fit for purpose. So yeah, tell everybody you know. Um, write to your MP, write to your local councillor, tweet Facebook, so like yeah, be aware. I think. And then, uh, you know, find out about your really, really local community. Yeah. You know, find out about what, what's happening really hyper-locally to you and how you can help just really on a very small, you know, very small kind of uh, level. The thing which I think puts people off helping is that they think they have to do it all. Yes. Uh, yeah. And they think if they get involved, there'll be no point at which they can stop. Yeah. Uh, so I think that, you know, just... If you just, you know, uh, give a pack of nappies once a month or if you just, uh, you know, give five pounds a month or if you volunteer, um, you know, we, we, we need lots of volunteers in terms of both off-site yeah. to help with uh, things like websites or data entry or, uh, you know, um, if anybody knows about human resources or basically anything. Yeah. Uh, would help so just get in touch and say how can I help and then say I've got one hour a week or I've got one hour a month or whatever it all helps um and then um in terms of donations just keep an eye out on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram at Magpie at Magpie Project UK um and then um we'll let everybody know what we need 
um, at any given time. Um, because at the moment there are no sessions running, so we're supporting people online. Okay, yeah. Um, and uh, and also uh, mums are coming to pick up food bags and clothes bags, and um, uh, we give out crafts and uh, yeah. and things like that as well. So, but just basically get in touch, ask us, uh, tell us what you can do. Yeah. Uh, because as well, it's really, it's we're really strengths based with our mums, but also with our volunteers because. There's often something which people come and say, oh, I can do this. And we're like, wow, that's amazing. We would never have thought of that. Yeah. So, um, uh, so, we, so we have people come in doing Reiki. We oh, have a nice. Neil's Yard beautician coming in. And like, uh, she's very funny because um, she, she, she's coming once a month and, um, and sort of defuzz everybody. She's really like, she's <laughs> like, okay, everybody's getting a bit hairy now. Let's just... Uh, uh, <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so people coming in, doing all sorts of things, you know, sort of wig making, uh, knitting. So if you, you know, if you've got a skill you can share, if you, um, but also a really lovely way to, um, do something beautiful is we have a WhatsApp group, which we've been supporting mums, uh, during lockdown. Yeah. Um, and we started off putting a bedtime story on and it was just sort of us and, the volunteers and so on and then it really took off uh so um both new mps have done a, a bedtime story um so you just find your favorite children's book uh like picture book and um just video yourself reading a story and then send it to us and we'll push it on the whatsapp group and it's a really beautiful way yeah, to really support idea. the children and uh, let them know that they're loved and cared about um, and it's hysterical because Bancroft Rugby Club have been doing it. And um, so all these enormous <laughs> big bears of men. <laughs> just like really, really beautiful. But um, Stephen Tins, the MP, was uh, hysterical. His one was just brilliant. Um, so, yeah, and it's just a nice sort of act of, uh, yeah, just camaraderie and, and, yeah. and love. So... Yeah, um, but if anybody wants to know more, our, our website is themagpieproject.org. So, really yeah. cool. We'll link everything yeah. and post about yeah. everything as well. But thank you so much. Oh, it's a pleasure. Fascinating. Yeah, upsetting. I'm sorry if it's upsetting. Maybe we'll put <laughs> no, a little... it's true, isn't it? And it's people need to know about these things because we're very privileged. We haven't got a clue. We yeah. really don't know what people go through. Absolutely. And we just read the papers and believe what's in the papers yeah. and not actually what the reality is yeah. for so many of these people who have got, I mean, £37 a week. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't even imagine... So, for instance, yeah, Boris Johnson said that he couldn't survive on 150000 a year, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> yeah. And we figured he out that he's... He has got quite a few kids, though. Yeah, he has there. got a lot. But um, we, um, and we figured out that he's paid twice the amount in a week that our mums get in a year okay so that's two thousand something a, yeah. a week he gets and our mums get one thousand three hundred and something a year so like he's literally got no idea yeah and he didn't know what well. no recourse to public funds was um he was asked the question by Stephen Timms and he was like oh that doesn't sound quite right literally didn't know well, of course it was or didn't Why care because well, he was he the mayor of London, yeah, and he was well, an MP. He shut all the shops like, centres, didn't he, when he was mayor of London? I don't know who shut them, but they're not there anymore. No, I think it was Boris, but uh, yeah, that's another podcast, isn't it? 
Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I'm sorry if um yeah, I'm no, sorry no, if it's, it's upsetting for people. And um, I want to reassure everybody that you know that these mums are very strong and they bounce back really quickly, but they shouldn't have to be strong and they no, shouldn't have to bounce exactly. back. So yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Bloody fly. You are a fly. Yeah, I'll spot you. <laughs> well So yeah, I I really enjoyed that chat with Joe. Yeah. It's nice when you meet people that are doing amazing things in the world. Oh, she's wonderful. She is wonderful. They really do amazing stuff. And I was gonna say, and I meant to research this, which obviously I haven't because I'm rubbish, but Scroobius did a podcast with a refugee. Okay. And she was talking about her experience when she was kind of in that in-between space when the Home Office were trying to sort out her case yeah. and how awful it was. And then as soon as she got her refugee status, within three years, she'd got a degree in, it's like chemical engineering oh, wow. or something fucking, I'd never be able to do it in a million years. But it just goes to show that once you have that support in mm. place of what people oh, can achieve, yeah. you know. So that's I'm going to put a link to that podcast as well because that's absolutely mm. amazing. So she, kept, she, yeah, it was something amazing yeah, she did. She works with the under fives, doesn't she, for those um, mums who are in temporary um, accommodation or are classed as temporary accommodation residents. So she does like uh, messy yeah. play, um, art activities. Uh, she talks about nutrition. She does um, healthy lunches and things. And she's connected to lots of support services like shelter housing, health visitors from Newham, children's health centres, um, and the London Black Women's Project Legal Advisor. Um, and they've got lots of support. And they, um, in terms of this, the essential things, that the basics they give to the mums, so that's like baby and nappy bank, children clothing bank, travel expenses and food bank referrals. So... Yeah. Um, I think they've got a um, a list, haven't they, online, which they detail yeah, online. exactly what they need. Yeah, what they need at the moment. Yeah. But if you've, they need skills, they need help. Like I've said, that I'm going to help people fill in forms because I know how hard it is fit, like applying for any kind of help. You can fill in stuff online, so I've said that will help do that. I wanted to do that when I watched that bloody film, Daniel Blake. I was like, I want to help people that are computer literate and you've got to do everything on computers now, haven't you? So I'm going to actually do it. I've said that I'm going to do it and I'm going to actually do it. You're going to do it. I'm going so to yes. keep a check on you. I'm going to do but it. But yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah, no, well, I want to do something. But yeah, it was wicked. So yes, but get in touch with us. Yes, yeah, mum and Please mama pod. Share, us, share this podcast because we want people to know about what they do. Yeah. So yeah, and we'll see you soon. See you next Sunday. Yeah. Have a good day. Have a good evening. Have a good afternoon. Whenever you listen to us, relax, take time, and listen. Work. The driveway show. (laughs) My boys wanted to say that. Work. I've said it. I'm over it. All right then. Toodaloo. Bye. Bye. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.